At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Back in action here on a Tuesday, July 26th. It is the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Thank you for taking some time, tuning in. Danny Burke, your host, excited to be with you because we have plenty to discuss on today's episode. We've got a recap of the Cubs game, a new series in the Rocky Mountains to look forward to with the White Sox, plenty of Bears news, and then some Big Ten action as well. So let's jump right into it with a brief recap last night. I had one Danny's dime from Rush Hour, did not go according to plan. You know, I think this team just tends to screw me left and right. I really do. And yet I keep falling back into the well betting them. I mean, I've bet them before, and I think like an over is the only thing I've cashed with them. Otherwise, I've just lost an outright play, and then I lost a run line because they only won by one. And then they just lost last night, and that's the Atlanta Braves. I bet them on the run line against the Phillies, and Freed didn't have a good performance, and neither did Atlanta's bats against Suarez, and they lose 4-6. to six. So that was a tough loss in terms of Danny's dimes. We move our Major League Baseball record to 49-42-2. We had a scratch with our Giants play against the Diamondbacks because Gilbert, was scheduled to go for the Diamondbacks. We bet him as a listed pitcher. Make sure you're always doing listed pitchers. And then he scratched. So then you got Carroll in there. Uh, Merrill Kelly, pardon me. And then the line completely shifted. And then, well, the Diamondbacks went on to win 7 nothing. So again, make sure you're betting on the pitchers that you're handicapping for by doing the listed pitchers. Just always a tip to keep in mind. But 0-1-1 uh, last night. We did have a play with an NFL win total. 
If you missed it on Rush Hour, be sure to check it out. You can get the replay, vsin.com or wherever you get your podcasts available. Last night, the Cubbies were able to be victorious, getting a 3-2 dub against the Pirates. Now, we said that they should be the favorite and that I thought they would win, but no chance I would lay over minus 140 with them. And yeah, they didn't make it comfortable, but look, they got the job done. Good for you, Samson. Had a good outing. How about the guys we talked about against Brubaker? They came through, so maybe it cashed in on some of their props. Rafael Ortega got a home run, went two for four, one run, one RBI. So he went over his props that we discussed. Ian Happ as well, two hits, one of them a double. Even Frank Schwindel got a hit. So, yeah, pretty good looks from the guys who had success against Brubaker last night. And a good win. The Cubs keep it rolling on their winning streak with another dub against the Pirates. And they'll get a chance today, 120 start time. Not going to spend too much time on it, but Keegan Thompson has done very well against the Pirates. He is scheduled to start against Wilson for the Pirates. And this line opened up, I got to pull up Bet Rivers to see where it moved, but it opened up at about minus 179 in favor of the Cubs. You thought they were a big favorite yesterday? Let me introduce you to today's line. Minus 179 where they opened. Now they're up to minus 186, and the Pirates are catching plus 155. Total open nine has dipped down to eight and a half. I don't think the wind's blowing out today at the friendly confines. But uh, look, yeah, again, the, the Cubs should be your favorite here, but there's just no chance I'm going to lay minus 186. If I really wanted to bet the Cubs, I would do a lead after first five innings, like a run line bet in the first five minus a half. Or you could do the full game run line is plus 112. But again, I mean, as much as the Cubs can win, I don't have enough confidence in them to win by multiple runs. So I will not be playing this game. I will be watching closely during the day, rooting on Keegan Thompson, hoping he can continue to develop into a steady starter. So let's hope for the best. And let's hope for the best with the Southside squad tonight as they have a good series to look forward to. Out in the Mile High City against the Rockies. First time going to Colorado in five years for the White Sox. They're coming off a four-game series versus Cleveland. They split those four games. The Rockies have lost their last four out of five. They got the dub finally last night at Milwaukee with a 2-0 win, whereas we know the White Sox had an off day yesterday. So it could be a good spot to thrive for the Chicago especially because the Rockies may not have Chris Bryant. He didn't play yesterday due to a foot issue, so keep your eye on the lineup. Uh, Iglesias also left the game after fouling a ball off of his foot. So the Rockies just catching a stream of bad luck with their feet. And maybe they'll get more bad luck tonight because he got Marquez taking the bump and uh, he has not been serviceable this year. He had a good year last year, right? Had a couple good starts to begin, but ever since then, it's just been brutal. Six and seven, 547 on his ERA, 487 on his FIP, and a 430 Sierra. His walks and hits per inning pitched, 1.44 is what he's averaging. And he's got an alarmingly high home run to fall, uh, fly ball ratio at 18%. Does he get the advantage pitching at Coors? Absolutely not. Quite the opposite. But still, there are some pitchers who are able to manage it. Heck, he was able to do that last year. In Coors Field, yes, it produces the most runs in Major League Baseball. Not the most home runs, but the most runs. And at home meaning at Coors Field, Marquez has an ERA of 6.63 and a WOBA of 390. And then his FIP soars to 5.32. Disastrous. Automatic fade? 
Well, not quite. Because Michael Kopech is your starter for the White Sox. Now, granted, he has only given up two earned runs in the last two starts. His ERA is 336. His whip is 118. But what's the issue? The issue is the underlying stats. His FIP, 450. Big difference from his ERA of 336. That usually signals a look to fade a pitcher like that. And same with his Sierra. That's as high as 489. He's walking over four and a half guys per nine innings. Very high. His record's three and six, by the way. Now, look. I probably still would put more faith and trust in Kopech than Marquez going into this spot, despite Marquez having the familiarity at Coors Field. Kopech could absolutely be derailed in this game. That's the issue. Kopech is the better pitcher, you would imagine. But man, you've seen him be volatile, and no worse place to be volatile than Coors Field. Maybe because he hasn't pitched there yet, that gives him a little bit of hope in this spot. It's a huge spot for the White Sox, huge spot for Kopech, because look, the Rockies are not a good team, but they're a different dynamic when you play them on the road. You're going into different territory, one you're not used to. This could be a good opportunity almost to take advantage of the White Sox at a shorter price. Because right now at Bet Rivers, they're minus 114, and that's basically where they opened. The Rockies minus 103 as of this moment. Total open 10.5. It's ticked up to 11. A little bit of juice to the under, minus 115. Run line with the White Sox, plus 133 if you want to lay it. Rockies catching a run and a hook, minus 159. So the Rockies, we know, different beast at home. However, they're a different beast at home when they hit left-handed pitching. Overall versus righties, the Rockies have an OPS of 701, a 298 BABIP, a 309 WOBA, and then an 84 WRC+. Guess what? The White Sox versus righties overall have similar, if not better, numbers. Their OPS, 675, all right, that's a little worse. BABIP, 297, pretty much exact. Woba 298, a little bit lower, but then they have a higher WRC plus at 93. But let's get into it more specifically. The Rockies at Coors Field versus righties. Naturally, their numbers are going to increase. There, they have a 781 OPS, a 321 BABIP, a 340 weighted on base average, but then their weighted runs created plus, it increases, but only to 92. You would think based on those other numbers, it would be over 100. And that's not the case. Okay, well then let's move on to the White Sox and look at a little bit more recency with them. How about the past month for the White Sox versus righties? We know they've flipped a switch. And in that past month versus righties, the White Sox have an OPS of 743, a BABIP of 318, a WOBA of 325, and their weighted runs created plus is 112. So maybe the White Sox are the hotter team to back here with a pitcher that should be better in Kopech and a bullpen that's better with a 405 ERA and a 131 whip if you're Chicago compared to the Rockies posting a 466 ERA and a 139 whip. It's not pretty. Heck, it probably won't be. But if I'm having to bet something in this game, because where you know the raw talent resides, the, desper the desperation levels are at, and just what you've seen as of late... It's got to be the White Sox or nothing in this game. They should win this game. It's a big one. It's a great one to get a good start with your favorable schedule going. 
But in the back of your mind, you know what Kopech can be capable of in the negative ways. You know what Coors Field can do to teams unfamiliar in that in those dimensions. But the Sox bats have seen more of Marquez than the Rockies bats have seen of Kopech too. You could just pet the over and assume that both of these pitchers just are not going to cut it. Could be the easier route, but going over 11, I don't care where you are, that's still a tall order. Not the easiest bet to overcome, but hey, if there's a place to do it, we know it's Coors. So, look, at the end of the day, I think my bet would have to be residing with the White Sox. I haven't done anything yet, but that would be my top play in this game. Maybe you do consider something with the prop, but you're not getting as good a value because it's expected that there will be more action. I mean, something with Jose Abreu could be a decent look. Over a half runs is minus 114. Over a half RBI plus 120. That could be your play with Abreu. Abreu over one and a half base is minus 113. And I say Abreu because um, he's had three at-bats against Marquez. He's got two hits, one double. Tim Anderson's one for three. Adam Engel, one for three. Yasmani Grandal, two for four. I'm just looking off ESPN. Josh Harrison, one of five. AJ Pollock, nine of 22. One double, two triples. Six strikeouts, 409 average. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Abreu could go deep in this game or just do something pretty big. Let's see. Abreu to hit a home run, plus 440. Seldom do I bet those. But the one that I did actually bet this year is because I went to a Sox and Rays game. I bet Abreu at like 5-1 to one or whatever it was to hit a home run, and he did. That's my boy right there. Might have to do it once again. But in all seriousness, yeah, maybe a prop if you don't fully trust this White Sox team. But if you do, I don't think it's the worst situation possible. I think it's a good buy low spot. Odds makers, and rightfully so, by the way, don't fully trust Chicago or Kopech. It's understood why. But know what the situation is, know where the advantages are, and know what is needed from each team. And or expected. And it should add up to the White Sox getting a dub tonight. Hopefully they can pull through. Again, if I end up playing anything, I'll talk about it a little bit more extensively on Rush Hour tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. Because, honestly, I haven't gone too deep into it with the props. But now that I'm looking at it, uh, it is tempting. I mean, you're getting a pitcher who is just so bad at home and really not good overall. And a White Sox lineup who has been eating up righties this past month. Easier field to produce those runs. Take advantage of those props while you can, huh? Why not? All right, let's take a quick break here, folks. Not too much baseball because we got the afternoon game for the Cubbies. But we've got plenty of football to go over. A lot of news over at Hallis Hall and some interesting comments made throughout the Big Ten. Kevin Warren on playoff expansion on USC and UCLA. What does that mean for the Big Ten? And really just what is his overall outlook on the future? We'll discuss that next here on the Chicago CityCast. Bet Rivers has your bases covered with early week betting fun. Your baseball bet gets a little extra pop at Bet Rivers Sportsbook every Tuesday. Just log into Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost on a baseball bet every single Tuesday during the entire regular season. Can use it on straight bets, player props, or a same-game parlay. You decide. Log on to the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com and get your 20% profit boost today. 
Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Alrighty, let's get into it with plenty of action on the gridiron to hit on here on the Chicago City Cast. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host. Remember, you can follow on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And make sure you're just on Twitter in general, because that's where you're getting all this late information in terms of everything Chicago, everything sports. And that really keeps you up to date and helps you improve as a sports better so you can attack the latest news as soon as possible. But speaking of the latest news, my friends, we've got some action down at Hallis Hall. Uh, where to begin? I guess we can start with the latest Bears signing. So they finally signed rookie, second-round pick, Jaquan Brisker, to a four-year deal. You got that out of the way. I don't know why it took so long. I didn't really get into it too much. Figured they would just get it figured out, and they did. So uh, Brisker, a lot of hope uh, with that secondary that needs improvement. Getting that monkey off your back i guess and getting him on the deal so you got that out of the way brisker gets the four-year deal time to get to work and prove your worth in the secondary aside from that former Bengals offensive tackle riley reef reached an agreement today on a one-year deal worth up to 12 and a half million with 10 million likely to be earned adam schefter says with the chicago bears Played 10 seasons with the Lions, Vikings, and the Bengals. Good pickup, veteran. Yeah, he's coming off an injury on his ankle, I believe, and it's not ideal. But again, you get an, a veteran presence who is still playing in the NFL, not someone you have to take off of a fishing trip. Look, Jason Peters, we love you, buddy. Appreciate it. But uh, Riley Reef ideally helps boost that offensive line that still has a lot of concerns, let's be honest. But I think that's a good pickup. Everybody's freaking out because they're paying him a lot. Look, it's one year. He'll be fine. Get Fields the protection he needs. Whatever you got to pay to get him time and showcase his talent, do it. So that's good news. They keep adding pieces to the puzzle that has a lot of gaps to be filled, but a good step in the right direction. Ryan Poles saying our front office is not going to stop chipping away and bringing good football players to the team. All right, good work. Speaking of good football players, how about Robert Quinn has reported to training camp? Wow, we just thought that that wasn't going to be the case, but apparently that's different now. So that's good. We'd love to see it. He's decided to attend it, currently at Hallis Hall. So, I, yeah, look, he's due $12.9 million in 2022. He's a part of the team. Awesome. Like we discussed yesterday, if they decide to ship him and he gets some good talent or acquisitions in return, I'm fine with it. Either way, I'll be fairly content, to be honest. And then another player who was expected to not be in training camp, at least according to Ian Rappaport, Roquan Smith, the tweet said he will not be participating in training camp when veteran reports or when veterans report tomorrow. Sources told Rappaport because of his contract situation, Smith has not yet received an offer he would remotely consider, thus he'll wait. But Ryan Poles said that he is at Hallis Hall, being Roquan Smith. So what the hell happens? I don't know, but I mean I guess at least he's there. They got to figure out something with Roquan Smith. He got to pay the dude. He's one of the best linebackers in the National Football League. He's young. He is just an absolute beast, and we love him. So get him what he needs. But that's the news front on the Chicago Bears. 
Uh, Justin Fields quote coming out right now. I'm not really worried about showing the league anything. I'm just worried about winning games. I'm not trying to prove to my or prove myself to anybody. My job is to win games. All right, let's get things going, man. I'm pumped. We're getting closer. Once August hits, that's when everything starts going, going full speed. Can't wait. But that's the latest news out of the Bears camp. Riley Reef adding to that offensive line. That's what you need to do. Other football news. Big Ten. Kevin Warren Presser. Couple notable quotes that he had today. Says he's open to a college football playoff expansion. Just doesn't know how many teams would be the right amount. Well, at this point, yeah, it's a little trickier with all these teams moving out of the conferences, but I feel like the public consensus of people who support expansion throw it at about eight. Eight seems to be the right number. You get one representative, and this is just an idea, right? But you get the one representative from each of the five power conferences, and then the other three can be left for teams outside of that. Teams that don't necessarily give a chance, get a chance. I mean, Notre Dame, that's your opportunity to get in. And then really any other school from the lesser conferences, the smaller conferences, that's how you find a way to squeak in. And then you get the playoff bracket style going. Maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't, but man, that would be electric. The 14 playoff, we were going nuts when it happened. And then we're like, we want more, we need more. And we do, and we need it as soon as possible. And I wish that could be the case, but it still seems like it's not going to be for a while. But how fun would that be? And maybe, maybe not, but maybe that changes the dynamic and thought process of these kids opting out to get ready for the draft. And I'm not saying I blame kids for doing that or hold them accountable. Look, I get it. That's You're taking precautions for your career, for your life. But then there's the argument that, hey, you fought with these guys. These are your teammates. These are your brothers. School has given you so much. You got to put out at least one more game, the most important one. Will this playoff expansion alter that thinking? Because it's going to be multiple games, you would think, if that's the case, right? I mean, maybe you get a bye week, but at that point, you're still playing a couple of games. Do you want that personally? Do you want it to be expanded? I do. I don't know why you wouldn't at this point. Seriously, why would you not? More football, the better. Now that these kids are getting paid, it's a little bit smoother of a process to get that hammered in it's never going to be a perfect system in college in college sports in general right but there are ways you can make it more fun entertaining and improve it and by expanding the playoffs not only do you check mark all of those but you give other teams an opportunity do you add parity maybe Maybe not parity, but it's just you you give them the chance. Alabama's still going to be Alabama. Georgia's still going to be Georgia. Ohio State is still going to be Ohio State. But you give the opportunity for the Cinderella teams to occur, for the upsets to happen. And I get that it doesn't happen in football as frequently. It's not like college basketball. It's not like March Madness. Guess what? Nothing ever will be. But you at least open up the window for that opportunity to occur. Make it happen, and make it happen as soon as possible. Other news out of the Big Ten. Kevin Warren. Uh, not a good look here. And this isn't me even being biased. It's not like I get affected by this. But uh, Kevin Warren saying 
that USC and UCLA will receive full revenue shares when they enter the Big Ten. And the reason I'd say not biased is because when Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland joined, they did not. That probably will not sit well with those three schools. A little bit of bias from Kevin Warren. Or maybe that's the whole reason they were able to bring him in. Or a big part of it. I don't know. But that's just not going to sit well with Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland. Is Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland of the likes of USC and UCLA? No, not necessarily. Maybe Nebraska at once was, but Rutgers and Maryland, not as much. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm just saying. Not, not Probably just not the best thing to say. I don't know. Ke- Kevin Warren is, is an interesting guy. You hear him say some things, you're like, okay, I could get behind that. And then you hear him say other things, you're like, man, what are you doing? I don't know. There's no reason to really fret about it. I mean, look, we just sit down, watch college football, bet it, analyze it. No need to go into the deeper uh, semantics of it, I suppose. But it is what it is. That's the latest news out of the Big Ten. We'll be getting into the Big Ten soon. I know I keep saying that, but probably in August is when I'll fully do a deep dive. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Wilson Contreras, why is he trending right now on Twitter? Just saw this right now. He says the last few days have been tough. He says, I'm just trying to appreciate everything that Wrigley Field is and think about all the memories that I have here. And, look, anytime you get a player talking like that, um, you know it's pretty much bye-bye. And we've known that from the beginning of this season, if the Cubs weren't going to be a contending team. Even the report coming out that almost everyone wants Ian Happ and the Cubs are likely to trade him. It stinks, but if you're a Cubs fan, you you got to do it. You just got to do it. They're clearly not going to invest their money into players to build around Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras and some of these other assets. I, at this point, I'm done being exhausted by... You know, shaking my fist, pounding it on the table. They are who they are. They're not going to change their thought process. So at this point, you just got to hope that they get the right value in return. I honestly, like, I didn't think they got that much for the guys they gave up last year with Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Javi Baez. I mean, Javi Baez, you know, you just didn't bring back and he got signed with the the Tigers, but I mean, obviously you traded him away to the Mets, but I mean, you saved a lot of money from avoiding Baez, and I, I get at that point, I mean, Baez is all over the place, a lot of people know that, he's not really a consistent hitter, he's electric for sure, but he's not a guy who's going to be constantly getting on base, right, he's boomer bust almost, Chris Bryant has been struggling, even though he's going to Coors Field, Rizzo's been doing fine, He's been doing fine. But now, what do you get in return for Wilson Contreras? What do you get in return for Ian Happ? This is the time to sell them. Let's be honest. But just make sure you do it right. And I I just don't know that they do. That the Cubs do. What indications have they given you that they are on that path? Like, I I still am perplexed at the Marcus Stroman signing. Cool. It's like to put butts in the seats? I... He's barely played, and he hasn't been that good when he has. You paid him a crap ton of money to really do nothing. Unless your goal was to sign him 
hope he did really well and sell him off to a competing team. Maybe, but clearly it did not work. I don't know. It just seemed like an aggressive, unnecessary move to a team that you knew was not going to get boosted just by bringing in Marcus Stroman. I just, you don't know what the hell they're doing right now. It's not going to be anything fun. The only good part about it is that maybe you get cheaper tickets. Beer's still going to be $12. Yikes. Cubs may be losing by 12 runs next year. Not that fun to look forward to being a Cubs fan, let's be honest. That's that's just uh, that's the way it's panning out right now. But hey, they got to do what they got to do. I don't know what else to say about it. That's just really it at this point. But um, we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming days. Trade deadline, August 2nd. So, should be happening sooner rather than later. Enjoy it while it lasts, folks. All right, that's going to wrap it up for another edition of the Chicago City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Good luck to you if you're betting the Cubbies today. Good luck to you if you're back in the Sox tonight. I may be one of those people, if not, maybe getting invested in one of those props that we talked about. But make sure to tune in to Rush Hour to get more thoughts on that. And you can follow on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. But 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time, you can get a hold of it on the Marquee Sports Network or Fubo and Sling TV, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. The Xfinity app and, of course, VEASAN.com or the VEASAN app. That's V-S-I-N.com. Take care, folks. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Cash some tickets. We'll talk again on Thursday.